0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here. We are back with another amazing episode of Amazing Business Radio. And we have a very exciting guest, Robbie Cummin who is an author of the membership economy, find your super users, master the forever transaction and build recurring revenue, and who doesn't want that? We're gonna talk about our new book, we're gonna talk about Peninsula Strategies, which is our management consulting company, and how we can improve an experience that will make our customers just wanna come back and and as it says in the title, master the forever transaction. And uh, let's talk about that, but first, a few quick things. Uh, If you have a story that you'd like to share, or you have a question that you'd like me to answer, you can send those to any of my social media channels, which are Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of them. You know it. You know where they are. Just use the hashtag AskShep and I'll answer the questions either right there or maybe I'll ask the question and answer it on my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku. And now even on YouTube, we're putting all the episodes from season one on YouTube. We're in the middle of season two right now, but the episodes from season one can be found on uh beamazing.tv. So with that in mind, let's jump into this interview. Robbie Kelman Baxter, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me, Shep.
1: All right. And and I I I use your middle name or your or whatever the it's not your middle name. Yeah.
0: My maiden <laughs> oh, name. Yeah. Your
1: maiden name, only because that's the way it's sent to me. But what do you want us to call you? Hey, you or Robbie or Robbie Baxter? But-
0: uh, Rob, Robbie's great. And I'll tell you, the only reason that I keep Kelman in there is because there's a Robbie Baxter Auto of New Zealand and there's a Robbie Baxter Cosmetic Dentistry. And I needed to differentiate. So I went with my maiden name.
1: I like it. I like it. And your teeth look great. I bet you drive a nice car. <laughs> right. That <laughs> you probably didn't get from New Zealand. So, and uh, now, so uh, Peninsula Strategies, are you in Michigan?
0: No, the San Francisco Peninsula.
1: <laughs> oh, that peninsula, the one on the, the other, other side peninsula. of the peninsula. Great, yeah. great. great. So tell us a little bit about Peninsula Strategies and a little bit about you.
0: Yeah. So uh, Peninsula Strategies is the consulting firm I started uh, about 20 years ago, just under 20 years ago. Uh, and it's for the last 15 years, we've been pretty much exclusively focused on working with businesses that are building a forever transaction with the customers they serve. And it, I started down that path because, uh, my fifth client was Netflix and I fell in love with the business model. I, oh my gosh, saw, who doesn't
1: Netflix. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, but, Talk but, about a, now they're a subscription model or a membership model depending on how you want to look at it and we're going to talk about the difference in just a moment but they're the epitome of convenience in getting people to just sign month after month after month keep keep the recurring revenue going
0: yeah and and when i was working with them this was 2002 2003 was when i had this epiphany and i said wow this is the best model in the world because they've they're solving a problem so specific And they're doing it forever and they keep iterating to make the experience and the service better, but they're not deviating from the promise, which I would call professionally created content delivered with cost certainty in the most efficient way possible. So 15 years ago, that was three DVDs out at a time filled with somebody else's content. And today it's streaming to you over your you know, your console, your smart TV, your phone, whatever. And it's content that they've created themselves. But the but the promise is still the same. And I just I loved that and said, okay, this is this is what I want to study and learn about and focus on. And it's been a, a big enough category to stick with it all these years and build a, a real business and a body of knowledge around this this subject.
1: Yeah, uh, I love that. So when I wrote my book, The Convenience Revolution, which came out maybe a year and a half ago, maybe just a little bit longer than that, uh, we had Netflix featured in the subscription model. And actually, I had one of the executives where I was honored that they would write uh, an endorsement for it. But today, or back then, just a year and a half ago, they were still sending some customers DVDs in the mail. That's because They didn't want to leave the ones that didn't have streaming capability at the bandwidth necessary. They don't want to leave them behind. I think that speaks volumes for how much they care about their customers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's about delivering on the promise in whatever way is the best way for their subscribers. And they're tremendously customer-centric as an organization, the way that they use data, the way that they keep the pricing really simple. You know, I'm sure you saw that You know, last week they said that um, if you've been subscribing for more than a year without using the service, they will cancel automatically for you because they don't want zombie revenue.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. I actually use an internet service on the airplane and I haven't been on the airplane in three months. I need to go back and check my uh, credit card invoice to see if they've charged me for the three months that I haven't used their service. And you know what? I think I would have noticed if they were on there because I look at the bills pretty carefully. So maybe they just automatically stopped it till I started. And you know what? If they did, I'm gonna go online and leave a glowing review. But if they didn't, let's see how they handle it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, it's it's there, there's so many companies that are actually, you know, that that think that they can pull some wool over the, the customer's eyes and get an extra month of revenue, and they don't realize the high cost they incur for doing that for, exactly. for getting that extra month and then destroying their brand equity. Uh, but Netflix has been great.
1: Yep. So the book is titled the membership economy, find your super users master the forever transaction and build recurring revenue. Let's talk about membership. Um, uh, and just ironically recently came out, I wrote an article and and I talked about the subscription model and, um, I've had people on the the show talking about it. Ironically, I just wrote an article about the idea that everybody's in the subscription business, whether they know it or not, in, in the sense that you want them to renew. And renew means come back and do more business with me. May not be regular, steady month to month or quarter to quarter, even year to year income, but it's still a renewal, if you will, of getting that customer's confidence to come back. And you wrote back to me, this is... Perfect for us to talk about. It ties in to membership, and I started thinking about it. And you know, a membership is uh, you pay for a membership, and then you renew the membership. And pretty much any business can think of themselves that way as well.
0: Yeah, th- you know, when I was writing the mem- so the membership economy, my my first book, you know, when I was writing it, I really struggled with what is the difference between subscription and 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 membership, and how come some of the businesses that I most admire don't even use subscription pricing, like like Apple, for example. So five years ago, Apple didn't have any subscriptions. They do now. But people treated them like a membership. You know, if you Mm -hmm. had your phone, you probably also had an Apple computer and an Apple smart TV and everything else. And so I said, okay, uh, A subscription is a pricing decision. It's a tactic membership is the mindset that the customer is going to be with you for a long time and that you have some kind of a formal relationship with them. And that makes the entire organization think differently, not just about marketing, but how they actually build the products and services and potentially how they, how they choose to price it. But the pricing itself is just a small part of this very powerful business model.
1: All right, let's take this to the next level because um, as I'm reading further and further into my notes, I realize that there's a more recent book that we need to be talking about. It ties into this whole idea of the membership economy, but uh, and I focused on that only because uh, of the email you sent me and and looking through your bio and everything. but the newest book, which just came out is titled "The Forever Transaction." How to build a subscription model so compelling your customers will never want to leave now you use that word subscription model in there and it is a forever transaction. do you I believe that more companies than ever don't realize they have an opportunity for subscription if they want to create that model, but even if you aren't the typical subscription model, how does that apply to me as a business or does it not?
0: yeah so so for anybody listening. If you start to think about your customers as members and you ask yourself, what is the forever promise I'm making to them? What is the long-term problem I'm helping them solve or goal I'm helping them to achieve? And how can I align the experience to that long-term path? You you don't even need the subscription pricing. If you just do that, it's all kinds of new opportunities to deepen and extend the relationship with your best customers will appear. Subscription pricing. And the reason I put that in the title of this most recent book is because everybody is experimenting with subscription pricing right now. It doesn't matter if you're a solopreneur that has a community around their subject matter expert expertise, or if you're a venture back startup here in Silicon Valley, or if you're one of the big you know CPGs or retailers or heavy equipment mm-hmm. manufacturers, everybody's doing subscription right now. And so that's why I really wanted to get into the nitty gritty of how to do that model right.
1: Well, wow. and I think it's important to recognize, and this is what, what's the crux of my article: is that even if you're not officially in the subscription business, where you are annually invoicing or quarterly invoicing, you're in the concept of renewing confidence to want them to Absolutely. come back again and again. And and you know we want repeat customers, but ultimately we want loyal customers, and the two should not be confused. So let's talk about. Uh, You know, if everybody would think about themselves in the subscription mentality, give me an example. And I want to do this before we take our first break. So I'm going to give you 60 seconds to give me an example of a company that you wouldn't think would be in that type of business, but this is how they would spin it and make it a subscription or membership model.
0: Okay. Am Uh, I putting you on the spot? No, it's awesome. I love it. This is <laughs> so caterpillar, caterpillar, the heavy yeah, equipment company. company. Yep. Yes. Heavy equipment. So they actually have subscriptions. They have service models around their physical products. Mm-hmm. Um, but you c- they could take it a lot further. So many people don't use their tractor or their piece of heavy equipment every day. So what if you could just have access to it instead of ownership? Uh, which comes with a whole bunch of uh, burdens. Uh, Rolls Royce has the concept of power by the hour for their airplane engines. So you don't pay for the engine, you pay for the number of hours that you're actually flying the plane. And you can also tap into the uh, information that you get from sensors. So if you go back to the Caterpillar example, what if people using their, their piece of equipment could understand, oh, don't, 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 Mow today or whatever. Don't dig into the ground today. The ground's not wet enough. Do that on Thursday when there's rain, because we see from the sensor that the ground is too dry. So if you were actually learning from the the um, best practices and the big data from all the tractors all around the world, those are just a few ways you could build a subscription.
1: Wow. Incredible. And I know uh, automobile manufacturers. When you mentioned Rolls Royce, hour or power by the hour. I thought you are going to talk about. It. I could subscribe to a Rolls Royce hourly if I wanted to. I probably could. Uh, Porsche, uh, which is one yeah, of the uh, Volkswagen, Audi, there. you know, Porsche brands, and, and Lincoln and several of the other brands are trying to come up with ways to subscribe to a car, not own a car, not rent a car, not lease a car, but literally say, I want to do a one-month subscription, see how I like it. Maybe I'll bump it to a quarterly or annual. And what that allows you to do, if, you have, if you're into Porsches, you can uh, go onto the lot and drive any Porsche you want uh, as a part of that subscription uh, if you're willing to pay the price. So pretty cool information. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, lots more to talk about. The newest and latest book, the forever transaction, how to build a subscription model so compelling your customers will never want to leave. It was just released in April. You've got to go to amazon.com and you got to buy it today. We're coming right back. Don't go away. Are you ready to be amazing? Of course you are. And that's why you tune into Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing here, you're going to love my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. Each episode is devoted to sharing ideas to help you be amazing in both your business and personal lives. We also feature an app or technology every week that you're going to find fascinating, and we always have at least two guests on the show. The show is now available on Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and more, so the choice is yours. Be amazing or go home.
0: This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Robbie Kelman Baxter. Kelman in there, just so we won't confuse her with the automobile uh, dealership in New Zealand or the cosmetic <laughs> dentistry uh, doctor that's out there. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, in this book, um, find your super, I'm sorry, uh, the, not the membership economy, the forever transaction, you talk about this concept, launch, scale, Lead, which I think is appropriate to the smallest of businesses, the biggest of businesses, but companies that are trying to figure out how to move into this model. Would you talk about that for just a little while?
0: Sure. so so when I wrote my first book, Membership Economy, I was trying to explain to people the power of subscription and the power of this long-term mindset because people didn't get it. Five years later, twenty twenty, everybody is doing subscription. I bet 95% of the people listening are probably saying either, yeah, we have a subscription business, or we've been talking about this for years, or we have something that used to work and it's not working as well as, as it worked before, but everybody's got something. And so when I wrote the forever transaction, I wanted to help specific companies with the specific challenges they were facing, whether they were just getting started. So think of your big CPG or your big retailer that's introducing a subscription box or some kind of a membership. Then for the second group, how do you scale it once you have product market fit and something's working off in the corner of your organization? And then the last section, lead, was really written for the associations, the news organizations, the gyms, the clubs that have had subscription pricing for a long time but are finding that it isn't working like it used to and they don't know what's going wrong. So that's how I structured the book. And that's how I think about where a business is in their maturity model as a way of diagnosing what they need to do next.
1: Great. So when I think of launch, I know that the traditional – subscription is a newspaper magazine. And then companies started to uh, create subscriptions like software as a service uh, where you're paying. Uh, and I remember I used to buy my Microsoft uh, Outlook and, and Word and all of that. Um, and it was Microsoft Office. It was in a box with a yeah. CD or DVD, put it in the computer. And then uh, a year or two later, please upgrade and pay more money. And then they know that people like me were saying, okay, I've got more than one computer. I think I'm allowed to use it on two. I was trying to figure out how can I maximize it? And then they came up with this idea. Let's sell it to them at such a, them meaning people like me, companies, whomever at the most reasonable price so that they won't think about Mm -hmm. uh, just keep paying over and over again. Now I'm paying every month for years. And you know what? I am happy to do it. Because they give me the latest and greatest. They provide good service when I need it uh, from the standpoint of support. Why would I? And and they've created a sticky situation. And I think when you do it right, people don't want to leave. You mentioned membership of like a gym. Uh, I don't think gyms think of themselves as a subscription model. They think of themselves as membership model. And maybe they need to start thinking more subscription than membership. Uh, although I think it's real important to treat your customer like a member because it has a certain cachet or a feel to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you bring up so many, so many good points. So, so first of all, yeah, Microsoft is a client. where's the question in that. <laughs> Just talk about <laughs> is there a question? <laughs> uh, so, so Microsoft's a client um, on that team They're the Microsoft office team and, you know, figuring out how to move an organization like that from transaction to subscription requires taking a step back and saying, what's the goal? What are we trying to help our customers with?" And in the case of Microsoft, it's all about uh, productivity and achieving their best results. So what do they need to do to help somebody be productive and achieve their best results? Well, as you pointed out, take away the burden of saying, do I want to upgrade? Do I Is now the right time? Should I save a buck? And instead saying, we're going to give you all the best features at any point in time, because the cost of what you're spending on your software relative to the value of being able to do your job as well as possible, there's there's such a great return on investment. You just want the best stuff at all times. So, you know, from the consumer perspective, a subscription should be a big step up in terms of alignment of goals. And from the business's perspective, it's, as you said, it's a way of formalizing that renewal. It's a way of formalizing the ongoing relationship. That transition, though, can be really hard in a big company because they're used to getting revenue in a certain way in big lumps. And the thought of moving to subscription, which are, you know, small drips, can be scary. They worry, of course, about about cannibalization. So how do you change that? And then how do you redesign the product team so that they build products that are designed to continually be improved instead of being launched and relaunched every 18 months?
1: Mm, Yeah. Yep. Wow! I I and the launch and relaunch means the upgrade and getting people to have to buy again, like they're starting yeah. over again. Starting over, which by the way, that's at the end of any subscription, unless you do a you know month to month that keeps going until you say no. Uh, if you do an annual subscription, I mean, we haven't even in our business, you know, we have our online learning programs and we we love it when our companies want. It's always an annual license, but it's paid monthly with the idea that. At 10 months out, two months left in the year, uh, we're going to connect and say, do you want to keep going? If you want to keep going, we just keep billing you monthly until you want to say stop. And what's interesting about it is we realize the renewal process shouldn't start at 10 months out with two months left to go. The renewal process should start at the very beginning, confirming they made the right decision in the first place and constantly confirming along the way. How do you do that? especially if you're a company like Microsoft that has how many millions and millions of customers?
0: Yeah, it really, I mean, the the important nugget here is that it changes the way you build the product, the way that you market the product, because you have to keep marketing after you've sold it, mm-hmm. right, the, you know, the heavy lifting often comes after the moment of transaction. And what becomes really important in any business that has a subscription is how you onboard a new member for a long-term relationship. So it's not enough to just get them to sign up. You have to teach them how to make your products and services a habit. And then as an organization, you have to track engagement metrics. Okay, that's so- huge.
1: Make the customer use your product to the point where it becomes a habit. That's that stickiness. That, that means they're, they're with you. I think that's part of the emotional connection when it's habitual, not just a product that you use randomly
0: yeah absolutely. and what'll you know when you think about let's say like an h b o uh you know subscription uh when when they want to get somebody to subscribe to their app, I'm not talking about through the cable company but but direct through them h b o go they, yeah h b o exactly you mm-hmm. might want them to um uh use more than one kind of content, for example, or uh make sure that what they see you know that they're not watching like this, but they're actually watching it on their smart t v uh, those are the kinds of behaviors early on in the relationship that any streaming company would want, right? Because if you're watching on your small TV or you're only watching comedy, the likelihood of you seeing value is much lower than if you're, you've done the, the heavy lifting of figuring out how to make your home entertainment system work. And you've explored all the content because otherwise you're not getting the value you're paying for and you're much more likely to cancel.
1: Right. One of the things we do is we have uh, the onboarding call and then we have a 30-day later call. And in between, we can track their use, the client's use. And if they're not using it, we panic. Oh no, they're not using it because we know they're not going to renew if they don't use it. But more importantly, they're not getting the value out of something they've already paid for and committed to for a year.
0: And this is, you know, the, the discipline of customer success Um, In in contrast with customer support and, you know, customer success, very popular in the software as a service world, um, really came about for this exact reason, which was they had, if you have a SaaS business, software as a service, where people are paying monthly or annually for access rather than having the burden of owning the software outright, you have to have them using it and you have to have it spreading across the organization. Otherwise, your model doesn't work. So instead of having customer support people or tech support people who wait for the phone to ring and people to complain about their problem, they proactively go out, they onboard new members, and then they check in periodically to make sure that the engagement is high and the satisfaction is high so that they can ensure retention. And and CS people, customer success uh, professionals, are mostly measured on retention and expansion of relationship as well as satisfaction. Yeah.
1: I know of so many businesses, um, everything from uh, workout facilities, gyms, to software, to automobiles that have the. Oh, oh, and even great an insurance company that I I actually went and was a speaker at their event. They talk about how they're constantly staying in touch with, if you want to call them, customers, members, clients, whatever you want to call them. In the hope that they'll renew their business in the future. But the honest truth to me is that they're doing it also somewhat altruistically just to make sure their their customers are getting a better experience or at least the best experience possible. I mean, business is business. You want people to renew, but they're not going to renew after they've been with you if they haven't had the experience that they thought they were going to get.
0: Exactly. You have to, it, it, the, the burden is increasingly on the organization to ensure that the customer is getting value. It used to be, right, that if I buy a car and I drive it off the showroom floor and I keep it in first gear all the way home, and then I drive it once a month around the block, that's my problem that I'm not getting value for my Ferrari, right? But now, if I'm not getting value, I'm going to say, oh, you know, I'm not really using it. It's not very fun to drive. I guess I'm going to cancel my subscription. So suddenly the organization has the responsibility to make sure that I understand how to get the most value for what mm-hmm. I'm paying for.
1: Yep. Love it. All right. We're about out of time. I always end my interviews with one question. I call it the one, the one question. What one final, <laughs> <laughs> the last thing, the one thing question, what one thing, idea, uh, suggestion you can reiterate something you've already talked about or give us some new nugget of information. But what's the one thing you want this audience to remember when we're done today, besides the fact that they should go out and buy the forever transaction, how to build a (laughs) subscription model so compelling your customers will never uh, want to, I I don't have my glasses on anymore, want to leave. (laughs) But aside from that nugget, what is the nugget that you'd like to leave us
0: with? The nugget is that by focusing on your client's long-term well-being and helping them achieve their goals or solving their ongoing problems, you can build a formal recurring revenue relationship in just about any industry and with organizations of any size.
1: Got it? That is Robbie Kelman Baxter giving us advice that we can all use in any type of business. Think about it. Get the book. Again, Uh, there I go again with the old (laughs) book, The Forever Transaction. It's available on Amazon. Thanks for being on our show today. This was awesome. Thanks for your insights.
0: Oh, thanks so much for having me. It was really fun to talk to you.
1: It is. I just love it. I get to meet so many great people with so much great information. So thanks for being on the show. <laughs> and that wraps up another episode of Amazing Business Radio. So make sure you tune in next week. We'll have another amazing interview. And until that time, this is Chef Hike and reminding you to always be amazing.